once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Welcome back to What's Up Award. My name is Wardy Ward. I'm going to be your cool captain on this fantastic voyage once again. I got my man C-Dub sitting in the passenger seat with me today. What's up, C-Dub? How you doing, bro? Hey, what's going on, Ward? All right, all right. So I just said everybody just get in and hold on tight because it's about to go down. With that being said, one of the sayings we have on this show is everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know what's yours. Please remember to hit that like, subscribe, and follow button out there because that helps everybody to help us help you help us. You feel me? All right. Our guest today certainly falls in this category of being exciting. We look forward to hearing his story today. This man is saving the world one joke at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jahan to the What's Up with Ward podcast. How you doing, brother? Don't be nervous, man. We family. We all friendly here. So uh Jahan, tell us uh tell us who is Jahan before we get started. Tell, tell us a little bit about the man, the myth, the legend. Who is he? Uh, Jahan about the myth the legend, but I'll tell you a little bit of something about yeah. You know, uh, I was born I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um uh, my mom's from my mom. I, I, I go to my mom, when I try to tell people about my mom, mm-hmm. I try to get a little more detail because she used to be a school teacher. However, okay. she used to be, she, she's from Harlem. Harlem? Okay, so, yeah, she's from Harlem, New York. <laughs> so she don't play that. So I grew up with over two moms that don't play that and, and everything. And um, I have seven, uh, three brothers, three sisters, uh, probably more, you know, you know, Papa was a little stone, so you know mm-hmm. how that goes. Okay. Um, you know, um, I mean, I moved around. I moved around a lot of places. You know, right now I'm living in Texas. Right now, I used to be married. You know, I just you know got a divorce, and you know that's a little bit of me right now. I'm you know trying to travel, trying to get my stand up going right right now in the right direction. Yeah, taking some time, but um, I can do it. You know, I made I made still a couple things in Maine, but you know, I was figuring if I can move to Texas, mm-hmm. you know, try to. My, put my face out there a little bit more, you know, with more of, I'm not saying my people, but I'm not saying my people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, like, if I'm going to make people laugh, I want, if anybody wants to make laugh, is, you know, my people. You know, right. We need to laugh all the time. We need to laugh all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I noticed you have the name uh, that you go by as the official world chosen. Now, I do know another chosen. I know LeBron James has it on his back, too. Did you steal that from him, yeah. or is it something different? I, don't, don't say that to my friend. Like, you lucky I have home. She would have been like, whoo, whoo, whoo. No. Um, um, uh, the official, of course, you know what I mean. But world chosen. World is actually my name in Arabic. My first name in Arabic. World. Oh. My Jahan means the world. My last name is actually Mustafa, which means, or Mustafa is some dialect, 
it means the chosen. So I just put those two together and voila, world chosen. There you go. I like that. Hmm, all right. All right. Well, let's let's get into this, Johan. Uh, comedians are definitely one of my favorite groups of people in the world because they're often the truth tellers. So, with that being said, what led you down this rabbit hole to become a comedian? That's <laughs> funny you say rabbit hole because I wasn't a rabbit hole when I started doing when I started when I needed comedy. Like I said, I went. I was going through a divorce. I was going through everything and. I was just going through a mental health crisis and I just yeah. found, and it's funny that I found Vine. I did Vine for the last three years it was on and, you know, I figured, you know, oh, all these people on Vine, like I had like 3,500 uh, followers on Vine and okay. all these people actually reacting to me and I was like, wow, am I really that funny? So I stopped for a second and then my friends was telling me like, why'd you stop? I didn't even know you were looking. Yeah, I was on PPO. Okay. So a lot of people were telling me, like, just go to Instagram. Go to Instagram. And, you know, it's more, my comedy is a little more rap, crunchy and rowdy a little bit more, but it, you know, it's still like an, it's an everyday man thing. Like, what? You know, oh, shit. That's relatable. But right, I think about yeah. that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, but comedy is just, it, it brought me, it took my depression. I mean, I still have, you know, a sprinkle of it but um yeah. okay <laughs> I, you know it, it helped my it, it helps my depression it gets me out there a lot and that's what a lot of other comedians like you know uh robin williams that's what yeah. he went through he went mental health and a lot of the, a lot of comedians go through all this stuff. like you said the truth though they go through yeah. a lot of this stuff when yeah. i get that out and you know i just found it in that way and then instagram TikTok, and i'm just still going i mean i'm going strong but you know you know, you know, I gotta go somewhere else. I gotta, I gotta see my, I gotta see my face. So I have to go on stage. Yeah, so, get up and do I'm that. Definitely can understand mm -hmm. that. And you're right. A, a lot of comedians did go through a, a bit of depression. So I, I wonder what's that correlation to make people just, just be funny. I, I, I guess it's like you said, just relatable, right? Just you're just kicking the truth. It's just, it's just like, like it's a therapeutic thing. Like when you shouldn't talk to my, like when you're talking to a therapist. You don't want you want that to be serious, but when you're talking to everybody else, and you just want to let loose, just tell people how you feel, mm -hmm. and how people feel like what you've been thinking, and if they laugh, they laugh. And sometimes storytellers, there's good storytellers and bad storytellers. There. You know, some people just storytellers, and yeah. that's what a lot of comedy is storytelling. Yeah, you're good right. Storytelling, maybe exaggerate storytelling, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's a good storytelling. Absolutely, yeah. What do you find your sources of funny at? I, what do you mean? Like, what do what do I what inspires me or something? Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, when you go to like Walmart and just get a, you just take notes and watch people there all day. Or, the, or yeah, what's your muse? Yeah, lately. To be quite honest, lately for the past six months, it's actually been my friend. Then we just say and do things, and even me. Like I was my inspiration at one point. Like one time. Uh, my cousin came came to Texas and we were chilling or whatever and I I threw some bread away. The bread was on the oven. It was it was there all day. I figured, you know, it's just whatever. No, don't tell this to a carb monster. Because if you tell that to a carb monster that bread is not good sitting right there, they'll probably eat you like you were bread type stuff. <laughs> that man went crazy. Oh that man just snapped like I was like, what is wrong with you? Like bread is bread, it doesn't go like you and he, we went to the store, mm -hmm. looked at the cash register, look at that, look at that. 
that man threw away three pieces of bread. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you gotta go back. You got you can't be in touch anymore. Type stuff, yeah, like I wrote that, and like I really want to work that on stage too. And it's like I have so many jokes that I've been writing, and I just I just I had to come to Texas, and I'm trying to settle in now here. And like I said, I'm trying to you know figure out, figure out the vibe out here. And once I get the vibe, mm-hmm. I feel very much comfortable getting on the stage out here. And it seems like Texas is a place where. The roast capital of the world type stuff. Like I don't know, everybody likes being roasted out here, like getting roasted. Yeah, you know I mean, so I might have to work on my roast game. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, you got to be good at that because you know a heckler gonna try you. You know that. Oh man, well I know, I know. Yeah, I haven't got that yet, luckily. I mean, so oh, you must have a real tight show then, because man, you know they. they no, no, no. I have that. They didn't boo me. They didn't. They didn't do. They just. It was one time where I didn't get any reaction, and then I realized that these people were just. It was just drunk and just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might have been a violence that I told too, but you know, let that go. Yeah. <laughs> they probably didn't like that joke. Yeah. <laughs> do you find that uh, that white people and black people laugh at different things, or are your jokes just kind of universal? Just hit them all. It's a geographical thing. Oh, like, that's how that's how that's how that's how everybody gets construed with the race. Like there are white people that are in the in sorry are in the ghetto. Uh huh. They don't. They don't. I mean, I've met a guy that actually grew up with Jay Z. He grew up in Mars. He's a Jewish kid. It's like, hey guys, how you doing? He's like, yeah, you just grew right down the hallway from me. I'm like, this is when I was in the army. That's how I met. Him. So. I forgot to make a line. Sorry, but get ahead of myself. But yeah, I thought I was like, so it's a geographical thing. Like, you know, this this set of black and white people not might not like this type of jokes, but they must like. Okay, you know, it's just it's just it's always testing the war, no matter what where you go either way, because no matter what you can say, you can offend anybody, no matter where you go. Oh yeah, you know, you just have to, you know. Right, yeah, you got to be in this field. Uh, were you a class clown when you were growing up in high school and after school? Were you, were you that guy? I was more, how are you? I, I guess I was more of an instigator. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would be like, oh, yeah, he, he, he crossed that line. Like, you saw him? You saw him? Yeah, I saw Oh, that man hit my hand. I'm that guy. <laughs> oh, that was you, was that dude. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm short, so I had to. I had to do compensate for something, so it's like, you know, if, if I can't, if I can't beat him up this way, I just go psychologically. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. he called your girl. Yeah. But it was what it was. Yeah. But I still kind of like that to this day. So, did uh, so so you wanted to be a comic growing up too? You kind of know that gene was in you. Um, no, actually, uh, to be quite honest, it's very crazy that. the one thing I wanted to be like was my older brother. And okay. my older brother, he was like, like he pretty much raised us as, as a dad or whatever. Uh-huh. And he would, he went to the military, he became a cop, and you know, he had a family, he had a household. I always wanted to be just like him. So everything that he did, besides the cop part, followed him. And, um, you know, that's what it was. But like I said, I didn't really find comedy until like, I was going through something, and then I tried Vine, and that went from there. Mm. 
I just feel like like every time I make somebody laugh, you know, just, you know, just make it feel like what you guys laughing at my little stupid little jokes. It it makes me feel good because yeah. I made you feel excited. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so was there uh, any comic that you kind of admired growing up, or somebody that you said, man? Matt. Bernie Mac? Wow, Bernie, Bernie Mac, yeah, yeah. Man. You remember when he first came out on that, that Def Jam one? That one that kind of set it off for him? I ain't scared you. <laughs> yeah, that was classic, oh, man. man. Oh man, like, like, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm old, but not. I don't feel like I'm crying. I don't care about it, but, but I remember about Def Comedy Jam, Dave Chappelle. Uh, what was that guy? There was this guy on there that used to, that was on Don't Be a Menace. It's not thinking why you use. He did the red fish, two fish, one fish, two. I can't remember his name. Uh, it was, is that AJ Jamal? I think that's him. Uh, I think that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ, AJ something. Yeah, it was AJ, AJ Jamal. Something. Yeah, he was on the show. I, I interviewed him before. Really? Yeah, he's funny. He's great. He, he, he's a good friend. Yeah, I no, I can't. He was on there. I remember him. I remember him. I remember uh, old girl. I don't remember her name, but the girl everybody kept saying, "Oh, that's Felicia. Felicia girl that was on Felicia on Friday." Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she's funny. Like a lot of people on there. And then when you know, when I got a little older, I mean, I saw Bernie Mac on there. When I got a little older, and I saw him at house party. And then, I mean, Friday, and it's like, Friday he caught, completely caught, no, I'm sorry. It was House Party Week, because really caught my attention mm-hmm. when he was talking to the husband and wife. He said, oh, I, I remember, I remember your name. They used to call you Jawbone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't think I'm know what that was, but I knew what that was. What yeah, that yeah. And it was like, ever since it, it's, it's his voice cadence and how he just talked. And he talked like, he talked like, yeah, he's my uncle. I could hear uncle's stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And then when he became the dominant, it was just up in there. And then when he passed, I probably, the saddest person in the world for probably about a week. So, mm-hmm. but he was, he would be the one guy that if I would emulate, I would go to him because I have so many, I have a couple monologues that I would do with him. Do with him. The, the player sub one, when he was uh, talking to Jamie Foxx, she really yeah. didn't have the whole time. You know, no, that was the girl. But you know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ernie Mack is the guy, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I must admit, Bernie yeah. had his craft. That he was he's probably one of the more confident uh, comedians that I've, I've seen. Uh, I, of course, I I really liked Eddie Murphy back when he did. He's still funny, but uh, Eddie had a, a command of the audience that I really liked. But uh, I remember when Dave Chappelle first came out, it was a sh- on a show called BET called uh, Teen Summit. He came out on that show and I didn't think he was that good. He was very fresh, probably one of his first shows. And one thing about him is he kind of stuck with his uh, his craft, the way he did it and his style. And him and Chris Rock did it. He stuck with his style and people kind of came around to it. So I guess so your, your kind of style is similar to Bernie Mac is what you're saying, if I'm hearing that correct. It's more, it's more, it's trying to be inspired by Bernie Mac. Like being a little like, I ain't telling you much. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those. Yeah. One of those. So like, whatever I say or any post that I put on Instagram or TikTok, I'm not afraid to say it. And, you know, it, it may have to say it in a different way, but I'm going to say it. Right. And 
you laugh it, laugh at it, which I hope you do, because it's relatable. Then yeah, I've done my job. Mm-hmm. Whether it be five people, fifty people, or you know, just somebody. Mm-hmm. That I hope. Like I said with comedy, I just I just like to do it to make people feel good, at least for that moment. Like, oh man, I had a bad day. You just lifted my spirit. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a set already like together now? You got a little tight, like a 20 minute set, hour set, what you got? At the most, like I said, I'm still, still learning. I I have a whole bunch of sets. I don't know how to necessarily put them together in a way that we're okay. I'm not a time it because I haven't timed them yet. Mm-hmm. But the ones, every time so far I've been out on stage, and this is funny because I've heard another comedian say this too, and I thought I was going crazy. Every time I go on stage, I would have have stuff like that. these jokes right here. Mm-hmm. Go up. For some strange reason, the jokes that I poke pick out, I feel like it's not going to relate. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start talking. Start talking and talking and talking. And then the crowd's relating, laughing, relating, relating, agreeing, laughing. I'm like, man, I don't really need that. Yeah. If I just talk, I just feel like if I just talk, I'm good. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I still have to use like a thousand having in there. So maybe a 10 minute set at the most. Okay. Okay. So we, when you get up there, are, are you, um, do you have a drink or two before you get up there or you just go, how, how are you doing that? No, no, no. I'm I'm more of a, I'm a cannabis advocate. So if anything, that would probably be it. Okay. <laughs> if okay. anything else, no, no, I try, I, I don't drink and there's it's not a alcoholic thing. It's just I don't like I don't I don't like how it feels. Like if I go up there and be drunk, eh, I'm gonna look stupid. I'm mm. definitely gonna look stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't drink either, so I definitely can understand that. Let, uh, let me ask you this: It seems like now everybody is kind of sensitive in this uh this since COVID, man. You know, everybody's changing. They're going up on stage fighting comedians and stuff. Uh, is your boxing game good? Can you take a punch? Can you throw one? I got look, look. I grew up around Spanish people, black people, white people. I know you know what like Chanta is. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't play with me. I don't play that. You know, I'm like no, um, I'm not even afraid of that. As a matter of fact, I don't know. I actually don't know what to think about that. I just know one day, one day there's gonna be comedian that's gonna be like, oh snap, and you know do what they do. But you know, just it, people have actually been doing that for a very long time. All right, Hector's always been doing something drunk or whatever. So it's just starting to get more of a light because of what happened yeah. with that comedian. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm right on TV. So I mean, like I said, it's always been happening. But mm-hmm. you, know, you know how it is, you know, world of sensitive and oh my God, don't hit me. But now everybody thinks comedians are, are all funny that they're just not tough. The thing right. is, a lot of comedians are waiting <laughs> to do something. There's yeah. a lot of comedians. Yes. They're waiting to, you know, so it's like, you know, just, we just need to get, get out, you know, just jump into a new, new thick skin and just, let's do this, man. Everybody needs to laugh. And all this COVID and all this stuff that's going on in the world, I just feel like everybody needs to laugh. So yes. it's like, you're in a, if you're at a show and if you have to jump on stage, do all that, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of like uh, taking a risk like that, I, I watched Saturday Night Live uh, last Saturday. I don't know if you caught that episode with Chappelle, and he mm-hmm. came out and he pretty much said everything that Kanye said. He said like the same thing. 
but he just started out. He just read a, a dialogue, just say, hey, I'm not anti-Semitic. I don't hate this person. I like everybody. He said, that's how you buy time. Folded up and started. I said, wow. And he said everything everybody said. And they laughed at it. I was like, so it seems like sometimes oh, it's like, it, it's who's, I don't know. It's who's saying it, when saying it. I don't know. He, he, he can do stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he just thought he has fearless. So I got to get respect for that. Okay, so it goes it goes into what well, I just got been saying. People So Jahan, do, do people expect you to have a joke on at all times to come up to you? Tell me a joke. Tell me something funny. Is do you find that a lot? Only if I tell them that I, I'm doing stand up. They'll be like, Oh let me like look. They pay me. Right. <laughs> I get paid for this. I'm a professional artist. Yeah. Sensitive about my stuff. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Like, I'll tell a joke if I'm being so unfamiliar, but I'm not doing it for you or entertainment right now. Like, you're going to buy a ticket. You're going to buy a ticket. Right, right. Come down to comedy <laughs> club. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, let, let's talk about Kanye for a minute. He's uh, dominating the headlines for a world. I mean, for a minute, he, he went from billionaire to millionaire here recently and uh, pretty much losing all his oh, stuff. Is, is a boy crazy oh. or what? What's up with him? What's up with your cousin? My cousin, that's your brother. No. No. It's like I tell everybody. I mean, he misses his mom. Yeah, he may have sacrificed his mom, but like I said, oops. You know, some people say oops. I think yeah. he, he's been acting like that ever since. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just off and on. And we got to think about mental health. And we gotta remember that you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters don't get that get that help that they need. So it's like, and also he has to accept it also. But other than that, he's just I feel like he's just been missing a love, and and, and he just can't be replaced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think he's probably missing his mother too. But I also think that some of the things he said was uh, true. Like he said, slavery was a choice. A lot of people thought that was controversial um after some careful thought i don't know how i feel about it. you know i think i'm, I'm thinking he might be right where, where, where you at on that one okay this is how i feel about that let's, let's just check this out like i even i even went to college i took you know criminal criminal law and criminal policing and all that stuff i know about procedures and everything now when i looked up the law and the constitution the 13th amendment pretty much abolish slavery, but it doesn't abolish slavery uh, from, you know, prison. So if you're being in prison, you're a slave. So, now we're going to talk about going back to being a slave as a choice. Do every, does everybody choose to go to jail? I would say yes. no. They no, do? For the most part, because if they, for the most part, if you commit a crime, you already knew you did, that's your, that's your long, you volunteer you get caught, especially mm. if you know what you're doing. Now, if you didn't know what you're doing, the other, other stuff that's, you know, like stupid things like fines and all that stuff or whatever. But they implemented that so once anybody gets captured or whatever, they can erase it. Mm-hmm. And then use that for, in the system for a long, that's what most, <laughs> that's where policing came from also, catching Absolutely. Okay, I'm with you. Catching people, not just catching slaves, catching poor people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. Poor people are going to do the most crime because they need to survive. 
So, um, right. right. So then, with that being said, I am. Oh lord. Tough question. Tough question. Yeah, it is. Well, well, let me let me add some perspective to it then. I kind of the reason I felt that it was probably some validity to that was because living or dying is something we can kind of have some say so in if we want to die or not. Because think about it, if everybody said, I'm not gonna be a slave, what are they gonna do? Kill us? And if they did kill you, you killing your quote unquote property, how many people do that? And pretty soon, because look, you ever know notice they never made Indian slaves? They tried. The Indians just walked away, went into the mountains, walked away. I mean, they're like, okay, you forget know, that. Yeah, they had slaves. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they know they couldn't break the Indians. Like now, we know the land, we know the territory. You, you, you no, know, you can't. You ain't gonna mess with us. So I understand black people came across the, the, the sea and 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 different things and didn't know this area, didn't know the language. But yet still, Harriet Tubman did some great things, man. She was able to. I mean, with her education. She didn't have very much education, and she had syncope and everything. And she, three hundred times, she got. Wow, I, I just can't think. Might be right. Let's tell you about my great, great, great aunt real quick, real quick. All right. This lady was a general and all right. Yeah, really? And she, said, she said soldiers, not just black soldiers, white soldiers. Wow. And survived that and did her thing. So it's hmm. like great, great, great auntie. She's like up there, you know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, but like, again, with going to, with going back to being a choice. Like who, like who, who chooses to be beaten, whipped, and and tortured? Who chooses to be kidnapped from their people? Yeah. Who chooses to be taken and thrown off off of, of ships in the middle of the ocean? Who chooses that? Yeah. Who chooses that? Yeah, I don't think okay, if you choose that, then yeah. Well, if you choose that, okay, then okay. But only not one person says, hey. Chilling that boat. That boat looks nice. You know, uh, what are you doing? We gonna get beat? You know, castrated and all that stuff? Oh, sweet. Who yeah. does that? Like, I don't. So the whole slavery choice uh, thing is just yeah and no. Mm, yeah, and no, because there are some slaves like oh, nah, you know, but there's a lot of slaves out there who like we rather just not do this. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some who turn that ship around. History, I say history, I should say, they don't acknowledge that a lot of those uh, slaves, well, they weren't slaves until they got to America. They were prisoners. But they turned them ships around. They killed the people on there and they went back home. They don't talk about that. Yeah, so, I didn't know about that. That's not new. I didn't know. Yeah, they made a choice. They said either we're going to die <laughs> or we're going to get this ship back to the crib because we ain't doing it. I think yeah. everybody, everybody would say what they would do as a slave. Because me, I, I honestly think I you had to. I'm the one you had to kill me because I'm I I can't do that. Because then your kids doing that and they no man no. I get it. I get it. No, no. And the thing is, you would think like now that I think about it, like that could that I believe that wholeheartedly because a lot of the you know the the tribes they took it from they took a lot of warriors. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that at least some warriors yeah. like, ah, right? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean, so, yep. yeah, you're right. Good point. I'm, I'm gonna use that. I, I didn't think about that because yeah, they were some because that that's basically what it was. 
you were getting the other tribes slaves uh, uh people they captured rather prisoners you got them so they sold them in there and i don't think they knew it was going to turn into all this so i don't blame them but you know uh that, that slides me into it's two points i want to get to you before i get to the rapid fire questions um how do you feel about uh malcolm x and martin luther king i, I know you're a young man in your 30s is it the same thing for, for, for young people to, to mean what it is to my generation uh, to knowing what those people meant or are they just some characters that just I'll say like this my generation I'm gonna say this yes we learned about that and I don't know like like I said I, I grew up in Atlanta but I ended up moving, moving to Pennsylvania when I was uh, uh, about 13 years old when I went to high school up there but even so, I still went to a school that was predominantly color, you know, people of color, or whatever. So we did learn about okay. things. So um, when I learned about, before I even learned about these things, like I said, uh, like I told you earlier, uh, my family grew up Malcolm and Martin, more Malcolm than Martin. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my whole thing is like, yes, forgiveness, turn the other cheek. Let me, let me, let me I'm gonna have to have you understand that when I turn this other cheek, I'm gonna turn back around and I might have something in my hand. Ooh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So if you keep going, you might wanna stop. You know, you know it's, it's, um, I was taught that, but it's more of, you know, I was really taught to, to love more okay. than anything. Yeah, that's love cool. Sometimes if you don't love, like if they don't love you back, then okay, you know, right. you go that way. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I do like about uh, the African-American culture is I think we're very forgiving. I mean, you know, we kind of all the stuff that people go through, have been through, and we're still willing to extend that olive branch. So that that speaks a lot about that character. Uh, My parents, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. My parents, they didn't even talk about Malcolm Martin. It was just kind of less like, Hey, just get out there and get a good job. Mind your business. Keep your nose to the ground. And, you know, if you get pulled over, keep your hands attentive. It was never any activism on their part or anything like that. And it doesn't have to be. I'm just saying they just, it was kind of like taboo. Almost scared to talk about it. But now these these people, man, they come out like that. And when they had that uh, Black Lives Matter, I was amazed looking on TV. They was, man, it was, this came out full force. That was surreal to me, man. Hmm. Yeah, and then you get and then you get people that you know do what they do with it and then yeah. wander it, you know. Yeah. Yep. But, um, I, like I said, I, I'm I rather I rather I rather be more um, Malcolm these hmm. days. Yeah. But the problem is being more Malcolm makes you more timid. Really? The problem with being timid, I mean, explain. Like timid because you're like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't, instead of, all right now, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't want, I want, and then it's two different, two different things. So it's like, even, even with people having, being so sensitive nowadays, people mm-hmm. still need to hear. Yes. And unfortunately, I hate to say this, a lot of things that Trump said, how he acted that needs to happen because he was doing a lot of um saying things that people that people like him are not supposed to say out in public mm. and he just showed his he showed their butts out there yeah he was a representation of everybody that 
you know, that we don't like. And it wasn't just Trump that we don't like. It was everything that he's showing. Mm-hmm. We see that and a lot of a lot of those people that are like that don't like that. They're like, shut up, Trump. Like, what? Those are the ones like, oh, touch him in the the He's bad. Yeah. Oh, bro. He he's showing showing what the ugly side of America is. Yeah, well, I think they've shown that all along. They don't want to talk about the ugly side in schools anymore. They're trying yeah. to take that out. And yeah, but we never seen it in, in charge of this country. we never seen it out there in charge of this country. I mean, uh-huh. You may say Reagan, you may say all these other things, but if you think about this, this guy, he was one, <laughs> he was one time away from pressing that, pressing that red button. <laughs> so you trying to, he wanted so to, to right right. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to do everything. He wanted to start wars. He wanted to do everything. He wanted to do everything. Like take take from the poor, give to the rich. He did everything yeah. that that side of America is doing to America. And other people have always saw that in America, other countries. They always say, man, why y'all treat y'all people like that? Because when you're, they see how black and Hispanics have been treated for years, they probably think, hey, man, you know, uh, why y'all do, we don't, we don't want to go over there. So I didn't know that. I didn't know other people, other countries didn't like America. I didn't know that for a long time. It's like, yeah, they don't like America. Man. Well, let's start off with, let's start off with this. Like I said, I was in the military and I got, I got, I was in Iraq twice. Oh. And. And no, <laughs> they don't like us. If they say they like us, they're acting like that because you see this this thick this thick dude with a vest and a weapon, glasses and catalog and everything. First you're like, hey, you know? yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You don't yeah. do like that. So it's like, mm-hmm. but then again, there are kids out there that were in that country that was like, oh my god, who were like idols. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of cool, but it was a little weird at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I got. I feel. Nineteen years old, people. Come on. Yeah. Where else did you get to travel while you were in the service? Where else to see? Uh, I've uh, been to not too many places because I didn't want to stay there that long. So, like I said, twice. Went to Iraq twice within a three-year time span. I was supposed to be. Let's just go there once. They stopped me and they go. And once that second time went, because I spent my twenty-first birthday out there the second time, and I was like, nope. I can't do this. I can't, I can't do it. And then, and then it was just I almost lost two of my friends out there. One one guy, he had a bullet that went through his helmet, like oh. spin his helmet, and he fell. Another guy, it's weird how these bullets are going, but another bulletproof vest, another bullet went through his bulletproof vest from the side of the hat, the um, plate, and went out. Mm. So I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it's time <laughs> to go. <laughs> like, I mean, great. I've been through a lot, but like that second time, it was like we were the first time. We were, my unit was so lucky. We probably had like two or three people that got injured. Not too seriously. The second time we went there, three people got hit with IEDs. One person died, and you know, a couple rollover trucks and stuff like that. We it was the second time, which is. Uh, very, very bad. I mean, we got into a lot of stuff the first time, which I said we were so blessed the first time, but the second time, that was just not that. That was not that was not so. I heard that term IED before. What is that? A IED? Improvised, improvised exploding device. It's, oh. you know, pretty much 
they're putting wires and stuff together and making a little uh, pipe bomb, whatever, and putting like a like a bag or something like on top of it. And oh, boom! Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff out there, man. Well, I'm glad you made it back safe, man. Because uh, that's that's a yeah rough thing. Uh, um, it was alright. It was just you know I was young and I got that out of my system and you know it is what it is. I keep telling people I was like, they, 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 which will never happen. If they come up with a draft. I'm good. I'm be watching TV, watching y'all get drafted. I'm good. <laughs> you ain't going back. You did your thing. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. You already got bread? I saw on one of your Instagram pages you had made a comment about uh D1 schools and you said something about uh sending black kids to D1 schools or something. What, 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 what did you what were you allude to on that? Oh uh, I don't think it's but like uh, more of the black, like the five star black athletes, need yeah. to start going to more. That's why I was trying. I think that's what I think that's the one you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, that's what it's at. Yeah. And um, I saw I saw it all around. I saw people talking about it, and then when I found out Deion Sanders was the HBCU coach, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Jackson State. And he's grabbing five, four, five, all of them. He's grabbing all of them. Yeah, they people like, don't like that. I get it, but he has to have to start somewhere. Somebody has to make it. Somebody has to do something mm-hmm. because if you know, if it, it could be just Rick, you know, Rick is being old, Michael down the street, you know, trying to you know, recruit more five stars. But the thing about these D one schools, they got money, oh, they yeah. got prestige and everything. Now, if Prime comes to my school looking for me, yeah. Where do you think I'm going? Jackson State. Going back to Prime looking for me. Yes. He want me on his team. Right. Now if let's say like uh Brian we'll go Brian Dawkins. I'm just like shoot out there. Brian Dawkins. If Brian Dawkins went to Grambling State, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So then if we just gotta get them, we just gotta let let everybody know it's okay to go to HBC. Mm-hmm. Okay, the old HBCU and go and, and go further what you need to do. Because, yeah. you know, I just, you know, I've always felt that way. Even as a kid, like, why are all like this? You know, you got, uh, what's, what's the name? uh, Georgia Southern. You got, because Grambling, like, when I grew up, Grambling was so cool. Like, right, yeah. Was one of those teams. Like, That's like, right, was, yeah. And then you got Clark Atlanta. Like, I've seen Clark Atlanta play two games. And I feel like that team, that 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 football club, I feel like they need five and four stars because I I'm a fan of Clark Atlanta. Okay, I'm yeah, playing. I like them too. Yeah. And then they got Georgia Southern. Like all these cool, good schools, and it's like, why are y'all afraid to go there? Do y'all know these schools? Are, they may be HBCUs, but do you know they're still D one? Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think it's fear because when you think of sports. You, you really want to get the bag, right? That's the end of the day. That's, you want to increase your chance to get the bag. And mm-hmm. I just kind of transition to that thing with Kyrie, how he put up a clip of a movie on Amazon that Jeff Bezos on, and everybody attacks him in the country, call him anti-Semitic. But the thing about it is all the other players in the league won't say anything. They just stand there like, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I think it's fear. Fear has a lot to do with the choices you make. So. If I say I go to Gramlin State, 
over Duke. You know, it's that fear factor. Yeah. If you're good enough, your name, your name's going to be reigning. Like it's going, you're going to get what you're going to get, especially if you're good, you know, your crap. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're going to go. Yes. Hey, you might, you might go there. It might transfer to a different school. Like it, it, it can happen that way. Like, like you yeah. know, like I just want them to try out. HC, you know, HBCU, you know, yes, instead yes. of just being like, oh, I want, I want to go to a long shot school like Miami, or mm-hmm. uh, what's that? What's that other one? Is it Central Florida one? That's a black. That's HBCU. Uh, uh, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, uh, is, is it Florida AT&T or no, 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 one of them. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of them down there. It's quite a few. They have good programs. Yeah, I think I think the lessons you get are definitely valuable as well too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, it's like you get the same education. Yeah. Actually, I think you get a better education because they're going to give, I think at an HBCU, I think they really care more about you as a student too, instead of just a number. That's just my thought. I could be totally wrong, but I think they really, you know, they want you to be successful, you know? So, yeah. I feel that way too. All right. We're going to move on to the second part of this show. It's called Getting to Know You Rapid Fire. And again, I want to let everybody know our motto of the show is everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know yours. And we're talking to Mr. Chohan. So take it out, sir. First question is, give me your Mount Rushmore of comedians. Who's your top four? Who are you putting up there? Ha! Top four right, comedians. We're going to put back up there. We already know. We already right, know. We ain't scared of you. We're going to burn you back. Okay. Bernie Day. I'm going to put that to go. Uh, Red, Red Fox, and Richard Pryor. So you can put five on the Rushmore. Okay, all right, cool. I'm gonna put five. If I can get five, can I get five? We can give you five. We can give you five because you just moved to Texas, so we're gonna let you do that. Uh, uh, let me ask you this too. I know it's old news, but what do you think about Chris Rock and that slap? What's up on that? What's your thoughts on that? I never get to ask you. Was it? That goes back to being coming up and. Slapping comedians like they can do anything they want. Uh, you know, whether Jada had something to do with it or not, I think Will should have a lot more. Kurt, uh, what's the word? A little more respect than that to do that on TV, especially to another black. Yeah. Take him back stage. If you don't fight, take him back stage. Right, yeah. Take him back stage. Not on national <laughs> TV. You'll get to see two of the, or two of some of the most. Successful black men on TV, right. doing this, doing some, some yeah. Sort of shit. Yeah. Oh, if you're like, sorry. So, you know, and yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, just like anybody else, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah, okay, I didn't right like there. it. You should have just took him back and said, "Hey, bro, don't talk. Who's you talk, bro?" Yeah. Or he could stand up. Yeah. He yeah, could stand I mean, up and, and just walked out or anything. But uh, uh, earlier I alluded to the fact I said comedians are truth tellers. Well, Cat Williams had said that nothing happens in Hollywood without somebody knowing. He said, if you notice, the police didn't run up on stage. He said they didn't cut to a camera. He said, he said so he think that was scripted. I mean, they wanted that to happen. He said, for whatever reason, Will had to do something and get slapped on the wrist. I don't know, but they said they don't think that just happened by chance. Because... I don't know. I mean, if you come up and slap me like that, I, uh, you think it just happened? 
<laughs> no, I think, I think the way it happened is so fast, and just like nobody knew what was going on. Like, oh, that's Will Be. Whoa, what? Could be. Right, it's like the record. The record just said, sure. Like, uh, we have to go to commercial. We'll be right back. You know, like it was more than that. And if it was a setup, then it was a nice. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was, it was, it was stupid for, for Will on his behalf because that, I don't know. I think that was, I don't think that was staged. I just think he was already, like everybody said, he was going through some stuff and, you know, people, you know, the internet can be very ruthless. And and I, I, I'm not going to say they're blaming his wife or whatever, but I feel like she had something. Well, you blame her. Or, you, you think she the problem in that family, huh? It ain't. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, you think she the no, problem? No, 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 no. Will's the problem. Will's the problem. <laughs> well, you know she wanted she wanted a Tupac dude, and and Will's more of a, a beta male, and Tupac was an alpha male. So I, I don't know. That's a tough call. I don't that's think she ever got over that dude. That's why she went to August. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's that's a yeah, weird, I, interesting relationship. You know, I think you like it. I think you like it. I think the way they got going, they like it. It's it worked. Some. Some 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 couples do things to spice up their relationship. And yeah, yeah. Sometimes the man is the submissive and the woman is the dom. You know, something happens, but not like that. No, 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 no woman essence mm. is that strong for me to go on stage on national TV. <laughs> my right. We hope not. You know, you know, you get it because you you keep working your craft and you blow up. I mean. Who knows? Who, who, who would be your celebrity crush? Celebrity crush? Yeah. Uh, it's not like that. Nia Long. Yeah, Nia Long. Nia Long's available. Yeah. Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She good. But yeah, Nia Long, I've loved Nia Long since, you know, back in Boys in the Hood. Yes. Right. I, fell, I fell in love with her. I loved her. Oh man, that's that's one of my favorite movies, man. That, that's a that's an excellent movie. And she's a good actress too. She's a very good actress. Oh no, she's awesome. Did you see her on um the, that Kevin Hart show, um, Real Husbands of Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a good. That show was surprisingly <laughs> good. I don't know how that show. It wasn't supposed to be a show. It was a skit. It, uh, it, it was a good show, man. Got out of control. <laughs> yeah, a skit that got out of control. That's yeah. On that Mount Rushmore, I want to put an honorable side. That I kind of like JB Smooth too. I think he's a a, a, a hidden, unflying under radar type talent too. Just want to add him in there. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Mount Rushmore, my, my Rushmore, but I would definitely, definitely. I watch his movie, like like JB Smooth, even in Pootie Tank, like. Pootie Tang. Wow. You been way I watch all types of crazy stuff. Have you ever heard of Hollywood Shuffle? Of course. Man, that movie. Like, that movie told a lot. Okay. That movie was. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably the only person in, in the last two years that I've been asking, like, have you seen Hollywood Shuffle? Like, I've like, I I, I been thinking black people see it all the time. I've seen it at least a couple of times, but no, like. I gotta find the movie. It's not up there. Because Robert Towns is another one. Oh yeah, he's, he's more of a writer, but he does stand. He does do stand up for him. But he's another one that's underrated. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I know the whole history. 
of that. Talk about some underrated um, comedians. Yeah. Cat oh, Williams not underrated. Can... No, no. People find this weird, but I think still bad is very underrated. Oh yes, yes. I, 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 he's probably the only. Well, there's other comedians that do not cuss and still make me laugh, but he is the one that will make me die laughing. And he's clean. He's clean. Oh, yeah. Yes, very, I, very clean. Yeah, I know him. He used to come in the barbershop all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know Sinbad too. Uh, he had a stroke not too long ago, but I hope he comes back. But he's he's he's. What? Yeah, he had a stroke, man. He's in bad condition, so. Yeah. So let me ask you this. As you said you were married before and you went through a, a divorce, sorry to hear that. What do you think it would take for you to get married again? And what would you look for? I am not getting married again. Hey, you do done with I it. I am not look, and I'm not sorry. Like don't ever be don't be sorry for my divorce. I definitely not sorry for that. Wow. Um, how, long, how long was y'all in? We were, we were together for about 10, 11 years. You had a decade and, um, in? Yeah, I, look, trust me. I, I put my work in, trust me. And anybody that was around me can tell you I put my work in. It was, I'm not trying to blame anybody else, but it wasn't me. <laughs> I tried. To, I like that. But I, you know, you're giving your soul, you're giving your energy, everything else, and you're even giving up your your, your seed, you know, twice, you know. So it's like, you know, that's a whole different story. But I would never get married again. But dating one, I, you know, so you're just gonna date forever, you? you yeah. I'm, okay. I'm gonna, the only the next, the only thing I'm gonna marry is when I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna go to Maine. I'm gonna have to go back to Maine. Yeah. Maine was legal. And I'm going to go up there and marry a plane. My main focus right now is uh, I'm trying to, um, I'm not even really dating right now. I'm just trying to focus on me. Okay, and work on your craft. I work on my craft and just work on, just work on me in general because like, I haven't had myself in a long time. and. For the first time in 10, 11 years, I'm here and I can, you know, fix this and yes. do what I need to do and go out there and make it happen. Make it do what it do. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. Well, well hopefully y'all still friends though. But uh, <laughs> all right, next question. <laughs> uh, if you had to tell you said there was no custom on this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you had attention to the whole world for five minutes, what would you say? Get the whole world listening to you for five minutes. Five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. This is going to sound a little soft, but I'm, I'm a very big care bear type guy. We need to stop. We need to turn around and hug each other. We need to sit there and talk to one another. Yes. Because all this... All this not liking each other and because oh skin because of the color of your skin or whatever. What are we living in the eighteen fifties? What is going on? No, we've been this slaves then, so yeah, say, this is the new age. We've been trying to get rid of this. And we're gonna go right back to it. Mm. Oh man. Look at each other. Hey. I love you, man. Hug each other. Yeah. Tell somebody they go just you know, tell somebody about your dad. Right. right. That, 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 man. We all do, right? We all stand up for the most part. <laughs> we all got hair on our heads for the most part. Right. But right. we all we all want the same thing. 
is all this crap is stuff. Like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, let me tell you this. Uh, I know I'm going to tell people this, but I'm a highly skilled triangle player. I mean, I know exactly when to hit it. Ding, ding. I mean, I'm good on it. So that's, okay. my, that's my hidden talent. So what is your hidden okay. talent? What does Jahan have? What, what, what can he do? I mean, obviously comedy is your thing, but is there anything else you can do too? Can you like blow the perfect bubble with the bubble gum? Or... <laughs> uh, um, actually, I'm a, I feel like not a lot of people know this, but people that are around me that do know this. I'm a real good cook. Oh, really? What's your go-to mm-hmm. meal? What's your go-to meal? What you cook? Uh, My go-to actually... If you say water or hot dog. No, basically, no. <laughs> They should remind me, now I gotta cook it. My go-to is barbecue ribs. Wow, no, that takes some uh, skill not, right they there. Don't have to be, they don't have to be in the um, thing, like the grill, but you know, it, you know, it does probably take better in the grill, but I found a perfect way to make it tender and juicy in the oven. And it's like, wow. So that would be my go-to. My first, my go-to before that was chicken parmesan. Beating oh, chicken yeah. out and everything. Yeah. Sound like you know yourself, so I guess it's safe to say you're not gonna be a vegan no time soon. That ain't happening. I think talking about the cussing part in this in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Your language, sir. <laughs> oh. Kill me here, man. No, oh. no, no. Um, I can look. I can switch it up. I don't care. Actually, that's some good vegan food out there. It you is. Do it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. My last question is. Uh, what type of music are you listening to? What, 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 what kind of music gets you hype? Hip hop. Hip hop. Um, I do listen to a little bit of um, old, you know, alternative rock like Linkin Park and you know, System uh, uh, Down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say my go-to, my go-to is Young G. Okay. okay. And the song, I love, the song is I love it. Mm. That's my good song. Yeah, that is a good song. Okay, yeah. I see you got a wide variety of music there. Okay, all right. Um, all right, I Jahan. Do I don't do I'm not this <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, well, we're at the close of the show, man. So uh, what, what what can the public expect from you next in your career? What, what can we, what are we expecting for, for, for Jahan for the next, what's, what's next for us? Oh. Like I said, within this past next year, I'm going to start getting on stage more. Um, okay. If anything, you guys can come and check it out in Austin, somewhere in Austin. I'm still, like I said, I'm still with a place in Austin. And if I'm good enough, hopefully this uh, place is clean. Um, there's a lot of big guys over here, too. Um, hopefully, after that, I'm going to travel out towards Colorado. Um, I'm also trying to get into the cannabis uh you know business you know edibles and all that stuff i'm trying to get all that like i'm a good tip so i can get into all that stuff also yeah. and that's that's so far my year plan so far like that's what i have see what i'm trying to do you know Absolutely. and i just gotta chop off the way to goals you know yes yes um and how can our listeners support your work and, and find you on social media you can find me on instagram at the official underscore world chosen you can find me on TikTok at, you know, uh, World Chosen React. Uh, I have a Snapchat, but, you know, uh, I can't work it. 
I'm that old, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's, pre- that's pretty much it. No, oh, the official world chosen, uh, the official underscore world chosen on IG and world chosen reacts on TikTok. Sounds good. Wonderful. Jahan, is there anything we haven't covered that you want to say before I say my final thoughts? Yeah, no, not everything was cool. I appreciate you having me on, man. Like, like I said, I was nervous. I don't, you know, I just start talking and I can say things. And, you know, I, you made it very comfortable and I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm glad you were here. And I do thank you for dropping by our lab as well. But I'm going to go ahead and say these final thoughts before I log off. I'll say this. All people are the same. But the difference is our habits. So the man who asks a dumb question is only a fool for a minute. But the man who doesn't ask any question is a fool for life. So keep chasing your dreams and doing better today than you did yesterday. Remember, everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know yours. So until next time, my name is Woody Ward. You've been listening to What's Up Aboard the Podcast. Peace.